the pinnacle of upscale debauchery throughout the Roaring Twenties, this gilded masterpiece of elegance and architecture has within it a storied past of tragedies and legends. Is it all just part of running a busy, popular hotel? Or does this Dallas landmark have something sinister lurking beneath its luxury? This week's episode is The Ghosts of the Adolphus Hotel. Fills with dread, probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood. I have an Adolphus coaster over here right now. I know, me too. I stole them from the room that we stayed in. Uh, as expensive as that room was, Dude. we should have taken the goddamn bed. <laughs> that was none. Thank you, everyone, for your iTunes reviews. Yes. Back in the Menendez Brothers episodes, we started a contest that if we got 500 iTunes reviews in a certain amount of time, we would stay an, uh, a night at the Adolphus Hotel because it's allegedly haunted the most haunted hotel in dallas and we did last two weekends ago three november 8th the most expensive itunes review one could ask for yowzers you know when someone says that was a pretty penny that was a (laughs) load of pretty pennies it was i don't know if uh, the hotel's worth it you know, it's it's very pretty. It's a gorgeous boutique hotel. Like the the lobby is really the pretty. lobby's cool. The bar is really nice, but the room itself the room was nothing. I mean, it was big. The beds it was were comfy, a reasonably nice room. Yeah, it wasn't lavishly decorated or anything. No, I'm unfortunately for me, I'm very spoiled because I have a purple mattress that I'm obsessed with. So mm. every bed I feel like is uncomfortable. Really? You thought they were uncomfortable? No, not really. I didn't love it. Oh, you you thought it w- was uncomfortable? I thought that the bed at the Adolphus was not as nice as my home bed. Okay. I've but never no been on a is. purple mattress. You can Before you leave. I'd I'll love to you... take a roll around on your mattress. Please. <laughs> You're welcome to. We are not sponsored by Purple. I just really love it. I um, am in the market for a new mattress. Obsessed with this thing. So what What do you love about it? So, give, me your, give me your pitch. Okay. The thing about the Purple mattress is that, first of all, it wicks away heat. So you don't oh, okay. wake up in a pool of your love own sweat. love that because I often do. Yeah. It also has, it's very supportive, but you know how whenever you get, like, laying on your side, you get, like, pressure points? Mm-hmm. Because of the, the egg crate goo, like, mattress, it's like this, like... Yeah, I felt it. I know what yeah, they're made out of. that stuff on top. It doesn't have, like, you're, you don't jam up your shoulder if you sleep on your side. So you don't have, like, sore spots. Correct. And then also, sometimes if I sleep on my stomach, due to my <laughs> Humpty Dumpty-esque shape, like, my your stomach... Your back hurts? Well, my stomach will hurt because, like, my, my organs will hurt because my stomach is, like mashing on my organs but because of this like you kind of sink in and so I don't like wake up with stomach ache and I don't wake up really with back ache I sleep so soundly nice I love it and if like someone else is in the bed with you and they're tossing and turning you don't feel them like it doesn't bounce you around like those commercials where you could put a glass of wine on yes. one side and then jump on the other side I think and it's not affected due to the jelly nature of it I think that the wine would spill yeah but it doesn't shake your side interesting my biggest complaint with any mattress is 
the pressure point thing. Yes, that's. I'll lay on my side. I used to be a stomach sleeper, and then when I got pregnant, you at a certain point, yeah, you can't sleep on your stomach, and so I had to learn to sleep on my side. But yeah, I'm always like. If I could detach my arm yeah. while I sleep, that would be ideal. And like I can, if you someone's laying on their back and you're laying like to the side, you know, you're, you kind of have to lay on your own arm. It doesn't really. Yeah, that's when I'm laying on my arm. That's when it hurts. But also when I sleep on my stomach, my lower back hurts due to my giant boobs. Oh, arching. I arching feel like <laughs> kind of like, yeah, I'm not laying flat. I feel like I'm. Yeah. Uh, well, bowed. Not with the purple well, mattress. Well, maybe I'll have to get one. Yeah, you can try it out. So okay, I'll try it. We did stay at the Adolphus, not as uh, it's not it's no my bed, but well, we you should start charging four hundred dollars <laughs> a night to come fucking <laughs> sleep in your bed. <laughs> uh, they did give us champagne when we checked in. I did not get champagne. I told you to stop at the desk for your complimentary. Oh, champagne. they would give give you that there. I didn't yeah, know that because I told her we had a girls' weekend. I didn't want to check in and say we're here to hunt ghosts. <laughs> Because apparently they are trying to uh, dispel yeah, that Yeah, they don't, they don't take kindly to you inquiring about that around No, this, we'll get to our specifics premises. of our stay. But for those of you not from like the Dallas area, the Adolphus is a, we'll go into the history of it. It's kind of landmark status. And then how over the years uh, there's been uh, tragedy after tragedy yeah. that have maybe may have put a little bad juju. I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, I don't know how it compares to other famed hotels that have been around since the 1900s. So. Yeah, it could just be old bones. Yeah, it's been around for a long time. So, you know, just uh, statistically, you're up against it when I you've think, been open that long. And I think for Dallas, it's such a big deal because in the city, especially in downtown, anything that's over three to five years old, they just raise it. They just blow it up, knock it down, and build something new. There's maybe like 10 buildings that are older than the 70s. If you drive into downtown Dallas, first of all, you'll see it from, uh, I don't know, 100 miles away due to all of the insane lights on every hotel down there. Yes. And we have a very tall... Ah, is it a building reunion tower? It's a tower with a ball on with the rotating ball at the top that has a restaurant inside. It's always lit up. Then there's a big hotel called the Omni that is it's just it's almost like Vegas. It it's is neon. Very it's crazy bright. A lot of neon. Yes. The reunion tower looks like a golf ball on a golf tee. It does. Yeah. So it's I love skinny. it, though, because they always it's very themed. Mm -hmm. So if the Mavs win, then it's lit up in their colors and says Mavs maybe it'll be it, during Christmas it looks like an ornament mm -hmm. or they'll have like a Santa hat and so maybe they'll have a it'll be just a giant turkey they should for Thanksgiving <laughs> looks like a butterball yeah. mm. I'd like that to see a giant turkey spinning up in the sky well mm. I'm Christy I'm Heather now and, I'm hungry yeah <laughs> same I just had a bag of goldfish I oh, showed yes. up here with a Ziploc bag of goldfish and a Diet Coke like I'm <laughs> A 12 year old boy <laughs> <laughs> my ball baby these snacks these are my snacks <laughs> i freaking love goldfish dude oh, i've stuff. always loved goldfish and then because of ella we always have them and i eat more of them than she does They're and so also you good. brought me a delicious treat of beaver nuggets i did so you're welcome mckinney family at your thanksgiving i'm gonna put out beaver nuggets as an appetizer for those of you who don't you know should. beaver please, please nuggets. use your finest china i will beaver nuggets are a corn puff scenario it's like a little puff of corn with brown sugar and 
Uh, Chrissy and I both love them. They're from Bucky's, which is a truck stop in Texas that's so much more than a truck stop. And uh, to me, they taste... Somebody the other day said, I think it was Billy Jensen. He was not a fan. Oh. Somebody sent me a video of him trying them on their podcast. Okay. But he said, maybe they'd be good with milk. And I was like, oh, maybe like they would be good with milk. We need a they, beaver nugget cereal. They taste kind of like Cap'n Crunch. Okay. I like that. Cap'n Crunch tears up the roof of your mouth, but worth it. Yeah. The, these are not as hard as a, as a Cap'n Crunch. You can Crunch. suck a beaver nugget. Yeah, definitely. For sure. You're welcome, McKinney family. <laughs> Suck on those nugs this uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, we're talking about the ghost of the Adolphus Hotel. So let's get into it. In the early 1900s, beer tycoon, German immigrant, and Anheuser-Busch co-founder Adolphus Busch began investing in the Dallas area, believing, according to the Adolphus Hotel's website, that Dallas was the city of the future. In 1910, the property the Dallas City Hall occupied was purchased by Adolphus Bush. The building was raised and Bush began construction on his new hotel. The Adolphus was built in the Beaux Arts tradition, an architectural style popular in the early 1900s that incorporated French neoclassicism, Gothic, and Renaissance styles with modern building materials like iron and glass. Beaux Arts buildings frequently include ornate spaces like soaring ceilings and grand entryways. So he made all his money in, because he's German, bringing over the idea of making German beer in St. Louis. But then he figured out the real way to make money is vertical integration. So if you own the bottler and the distributor and you made the beer and you made the labels, you were making all the money. Mm -hmm. And Texas was a big bottling area because of Dr. Pepper. And so he moved here and started bottling his beer. And that is still a major beer conglomerate. Oh yeah, to this day. Oh yeah, they're the actually they're all consolidating a lot of the yeah a lot of them liquor and beer. All, it's like, do you know the other day I learned Match dot com owns every dating app uh-huh. except Bumble. Yep, Match dot com owns like Tinder and uh, they yeah, don't care. They own everything. They're like as long as you're trying to fuck. And so Match. all com. these beer things, everyone's kind of bought out of each other at this point. That's a 30 Rock bit where it's you know, at the end of the day, GE owns everything. Yeah. <laughs> or what was it? Brooklyn, it was the jeans and that he's like, it's owned by Halliburton. She's <laughs> like, these jeans, it says handmade in USA. He's like, no, it's made in USA. The Hond is a they're subjugated people and USA is a small island owned by Halliburton. <laughs> so, Anheuser-Busch owns everything. Mm-hmm. Well, in all, the hotel took about two years from design to finish. And when it finally opened on October 5th, 1912, the full cost of construction was $1.87 million, or approximately $50 million today. At 22 stories, the completed Adolphus stood as the tallest building in the state of Texas for the first 10 years of its existence. When the Magnolia Petroleum Building opened just a few blocks away in 1922, it ended the Adolphus's reign as the city's towering giant. You know, at the ribbon cutting, he was like, fuck you, Adolphus Bush. <laughs> it's like we did the same thing with the Dallas Zoo. That giraffe that is the statue outside of the zoo, mm-hmm. it wasn't the tallest statue in the country, I believe, of zoos. 
it was like lacking by a couple inches. So that's where they added that big ass tongue to the giraffe <laughs> that sticks so far up so it would win. So the tongue is a middle finger. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The tongue should be shaped like a middle finger. <laughs> yes. That's petty shit. That's like the Willis Tower in Chicago. I think that now, of course, that's not by any stretch the tallest building in the world. But at the time when it was, another building was getting close and they just put big ass antenna on top. <laughs> like, well, what now? They just keep, eventually they just reach space. They're like, keep, come at us. <laughs> We'll go to Mars. Mars I'm dug in. Exactly. Well, Adolphus Bush, the grand visionary behind the hotel, stayed there each time he was in Dallas. But unfortunately, in 1913, just a year after his hotel opened, he died of edema, swelling caused by excess fluid trapped in your body's tissues while on a trip to his home country of Germany. There's a photo of him, or not a, I guess it's a photo in the lobby of the Adolphus, and he's a very round man with a big walrus mustache. Um, But yeah, edema usually is caused by some kind of heart condition, Mm -hmm. so he probably had a heart condition and. You know, um, it was a nineteen. I don't think many people were healthy back then. No, everyone had the gout, especially if they yeah. were rich. Yes, they were. You're just, just eating butter and fatty foods, and cured all the meats, because meat would go bad. They didn't really have refrigeration. Yeah. It was all just cured salt meat, and oh, everybody had scurvy. Fuck, man, I everybody back then. The salami. No meat would have gone bad in my house. <laughs> Take me down to Salami Town. Like, <laughs> mm, mm. But you know what? It comes at a cost. You get the gout. Yep, you do. The Adolphus was the first luxury hotel in Dallas, and about 10 years after it opened, became one of the nation's hotspots for big band music and nightlife. The Century Room on the 19th floor was a nightclub added after the hotel's original construction that hosted many famous acts like Benny Goodman and Glenn Miller. Its newfound popularity gave rise to the need for more rooms, and between its initial construction and 1950, the hotel underwent three renovations so that it finally boasted 1,200 rooms. Apparently, this was pretty lit. This hotel was the place to be and be seen for the Dallas uh, elite. Dallas has always been a city to... It's a, a... City to be seen. It's a rich man's paradise. It is, yes. Uh, we have a reputation for people just go to sporting events to be seen. Mm-hmm. They're not really fans, you know. It's mm-hmm. a very mm, Wild West rich town. It's like a, it was reality shows before there were reality yes, shows. Yes, yeah. Of like the who's who in the paper and you got to write it down. I mean, we had da- Dallas, the show was That's not right. a reality show, but that kind of gave people around the world a idea of what it was like in Dallas and just rich money and cowboy hats do you know how many Dallas. people have you when you're not in Texas had people not ironically ask if you ride a horse because I have more than more than I can count on one hand yes a lot of times and, and in Chicago they were like oh what was it like growing up what was it like growing <laughs> yeah, up there with without your farm? electricity and and did you shit in a hole on yes. your farm it's like i did i okay. lived in a suburb i shit in a hole in my backyard but it was in a suburb and it was by choice <laughs> and i did not have and i rode in a car thank exactly. you very much we had a dodge caravan i've had so many people say did you ride a horse to school no i didn't ride a horse to school first of all what year do you think it is second of yeah. all that would have been awesome yeah no, very mad. i mean i would have loved to have ridden a horse yeah. i would have had to get up way earlier than i did yeah it's a lot longer longer yeah. distance you don't want to see a horse on a highway but i, I saw have, that in fort I worth <laughs> recently like i grew that's where i grew i grew up in fort worth so fort worth is more country than yes. dallas dallas well, is like white collar and fort worth 
I would I would say blue collar, it's but it's like it's not. It's like tan collar. It's like, like a, it's rich blue collar though. Yes, it's very. There's a lot of money there. Cattle barons and oil men. Yes, but it's it's a different. It's a more laid back town than than Dallas is. Also, I went to Fort Worth a lot about cleaner. It's you know what I went downtown to, Fort Worth is gorgeous. It, all of Fort Worth is gorgeous, yeah. and it's there's a lot of cool little fun neighborhoods mm-hmm. and funky little eateries. Man, I had a delicious cheeseburger omelet from where? Oh, I can't remember the name of it. What what area were you in? I also don't remember. Oh man, let me know because I uh, I mean that's where I grew up, went to high school, and everything. I haven't been back in a minute though. I need to go back. It had one, a, a single name. It was like oh, uh, like Smash or maybe it was Smash Smash Burger. No, it was a uh, oh, it's like a little breakfast place. It may not even been around when I was there. I think it was for I think it was called Smash. Mashed. M A S H apostrophe D. I'm not mm. familiar with that. Mashed. Could have could have been after my time. It was good though. I would highly recommend. Cheeseburger omelet does sound good. It was just a lot of cute stuff down there, little shops and yeah. restaurants and It's a fun town. Yeah, Funky Town. Mm, it is. It's it's known as Funky Town. That's what that song was about. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Although legends of ghosts, haunts, and tragic events have plagued the hotel almost since its opening, the 1940s and 50s were a particularly scary time at the hotel, as it served as a safe haven for the Ku Klux Klan. It was also featured in Victor H. Green's Green Book as early as 1936, warning black motorists to stay away from the hotel as it was not safe for them. A lot of this research came from the Adolphus' website. That fact did not. I imagine they brushed that under one of their $300,000 rugs that lay in their lobby. We don't need to remember that time. After Pearl Harbor, an air raid warning siren was placed on the hotel's roof to warn Dallas sites of any impending attack, according to the Dallas Morning News. Then in 1944, Franklin D. Roosevelt made the seventh floor of the Adolphus his Texas campaign headquarters. It was a place to be. Hey, if you got to set up shop somewhere, do it downtown in a phone hotel. And you're paying for it with campaign money. Yeah, exactly. In 1955, three rooms of the Swanky Insurance Club on the second floor burned down in a mysterious blaze. Only eight people were hurt by the fire, which apparently started in the kitchen, but was accelerated by a, quote, mysterious explosion. It burned through several rooms before being extinguished two hours after it began. Do you think they had insurance? Oh, good one. Sound effects sad. I, you know... Everyone smoked then, and you could smoke anywhere, and I'm going to assume this was some kind of cigarette situation, <laughs> just, just being out. tossed into a bed For or sure. put out on the floor. I was talking the other day with someone about how, when I when we were in college, you could smoke anywhere, every bar. I went to college and didn't. If you were in a bar there and people weren't smoking it was weird. Mm-hmm. Now, if I go anywhere and people are smoking, I'm like, this is how how did people I do freak this? out? I smoked for 15 years. I didn't know that. And I I'm always like, how did I do that? It's Ugh. disgusting. I can't stand smoke now. Yes. It, it repel, repels me. And I'm also like, 
what was how did I think I was possibly keeping this from my parents? <laughs> they or just come smell. Home. I mean, if you're just if you walk through a place where people are smoking, mm-hmm. you smell like it. Like I must if have you get in an elevator all the time that someone had just smoked like and got in it. Not that they smoked in the elevator. Like say they went yeah, downstairs, yeah, yeah. smoked, got in the elevator and went up. You can also smell like smoke coming oh, just yeah. from being in the elevator. I was in an Uber not too long ago and clearly the Uber driver smoked and yes. I'm sure he led his passengers, but he clearly smoked in there. And I was gagging the whole way. And when I got home, I smelled like smoke. No, I just take a shower. I will get out of a new Oh, man, I should have because this guy was something else. And his car was from the 80s. It was like a Jeep. The shocks were shot. <laughs> I was just bumping all over the... Take your life in your own hands. Yeah. At one point, he was like, uh, is my driving scaring you? <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> why? He and he aware. goes, well, you're you're pressing into the back of my seat pretty hard with your knees. And I go, my knees aren't touching your seat. Also, if they were, <laughs> what an odd, uh, he did not get five stars. He's like, tell you what that. is wrong with my driving? <laughs> Nothing. I got into an Uber the other day and the guy said, you're so pretty. Oh, that's I when said, you get right out. Oh, okay. Thank you. And he said, so pretty. You're so pretty. And I said, I, I don't want to talk to anybody. I would have got out. That's creepy to me. I had to go to work. Oh. It was bad. Yeah. And then he knew where I worked. Yeah, that's why. And he knew where you lived. Yeah. That's... (laughs) Well, cool. Now I feel very unsafe. Great. Yeah, that's that's problematic for sure. You're very pretty. I was like, no one asked you. (laughs) But also, no one should just yell that in a professional setting (laughs) where you're paying them to do something. It was bizarre. You're about to be in their, their car. Yeah, uh, uh, at his mercy. I mean, you could drive me anywhere. I mean, he could have kidnapped me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I can't believe you got in it. Well, don't ever do it again. I feel a little, sometimes I'm like, well, I'm okay, but which is not the attitude you should have. Right. In 1960, then Vice President Lyndon Johnson and his wife Lady Bird were accosted outside of the Adolphus one day when upscale Republican women cursed at them and spat on them. The group was later dubbed by the media the Mink Coat Mob. It's kind of a fun name to be, though. I would be in the meat coat. Although they should have just taken a a bucket of paint and thrown it right back at them. (laughs) When we when we were at the Adolphus, when I got there or before I got there, you texted and said, I have spotted three mink coats. They're full. First of all, it was like 70 degrees outside. It was not cold enough for mink coats. Yeah. And also, who wears those still? Full length. Every time I see... Old rich women. I was just saying, I told you this. Every time I see a mink coat, I think about in Ghostbusters when the lady's wearing the full length coat and she walks through the goo that's cursed and then the coat comes alive and jumps off her back and runs away. Every time I look at a mink coat, I'm like, it's going to happen. It's about to happen. It's happening. (laughs) We're going to get Ghostbusters. I'd love to see that. In 1983, the hotel was added to the National Register of Historic Places and was renovated by a local architectural firm to transform it into a highly ranked luxury hotel. The Adolphus then appeared on national lists like Zagat, Fodor's, and Frommer's. Many presidents and dignitaries have stayed in the hotel, including Warren G. Harding, Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan, George H.W. Bush, and in 1991, Queen Elizabeth II, the Queen of England. 
In 2016, the hotel was once again renovated with many historical elements fully restored. So that now when you walk in the lobby, it looks very 1912, 1913, Beaux-Arts, wood carvings. There's a huge chandelier with an eagle on it. There's carved wooden sculptures of eagles. At one point I said, I feel like we're in a setting for Congregation for the Light. Yeah, that's right. The cult we did. Where it was (laughs) about owls and birds. Yeah, and and just like big ornate bird statues that are just solid gold there was just a pheasant that was stuffed yeah on a thing yeah and gold thing gold accents before we stayed there i had stayed there once before while they were doing the renovations mm-hmm. in 2016 i don't remember how much the lobby changed but i do remember the 19th floor was significantly different interesting Well, D Magazine writer S. Holland Murphy aggregated the more horrifying elements of the hotel's history in one article from 2018 called The Gruesome Timeline of the Adolphus Hotel. According to the newspaper reports gathered by Murphy, the Adolphus encountered treachery almost from the time it opened. A mere two weeks after the grand opening celebration, a waiter accidentally backed into an elevator shaft, believing he was stepping on the elevator. The three-story fall crushed the man's skull and left him dead at the hospital only a few hours later. So you open your hotel, you have a little accident up top, and you think, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's probably the only thing that's going to happen. The rest of it will be smooth sailing. And then... Seven months later, in May of 1913, a patron at the Adolphus's restaurant who was in town visiting from New Hampshire dined with some friends. After dinner, the men went for a walk when the patron fell to his knees and died. D Magazine quotes the medical examiner as ruling the cause of death. An acute attack of indigestion and apoplexy. Apoplexy is like having a stroke. And back then, you couldn't really distinguish between strokes and heart attacks and a lot of other stuff. So apoplexy may have just been a catch-all it's a catch-all for whatever, yeah, whatever happened much. to this man. Although indigestion, sometimes I feel like I have Dude, indigestion is going to kill me. I, when I was pregnant, Oof. one of the worst nights I can remember... I had had a bunch of Taco Bell, which is always setting yourself up for disaster. And I woke up at 1 a.m. with it like regret, like reflux. And it burned so bad that for the next hour, I just frantically paced around the kitchen, chugging milk and taking as many antacids that were safe as I could. Tommy slept through the whole thing. At one point, though, I honestly thought I'm going to have to go to the hospital. You're like, I'm breathing fire. Yeah. I I mean, it was I was panicking and it just felt like I had hot lava in my throat. It was unbearable. So, yeah, I could die from indigestion. No, seriously. Seriously. And it can scar your throat and then you have to get your throat ballooned up. I had to take um, prescription reflux medicine for a while to repair the damage it had done to my esophagus. Oh, yeah. My sister had really bad reflux mm-hmm. when she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And everyone said, that baby's going to have beautiful hair because you had acid That's reflux. The, the She's legend. like, she better come out with... And she has... Did she, she have did. a werewolf? She had... Uh, the baby was covered in hair. <laughs> head to toe. No, she just had a beautiful head of hair. I always said it looked like the baby's wearing a wig. When she came out, she looked like she had a toupee Ella on. had some hair, but not by any means Dude. enough to make it make sense for Man, the indigestion niece, I suffered. She looked like she had a helmet of hair some babies are just born with a ton of hair man mm-hmm. Dark. well she's also half hispanic and i feel yeah. like hispanic babies are oftentimes born with like, like a thicker, gorgeous head of hair yeah, yeah she has like thicker hair 
I had very little hair for the yeah. first couple I years. Looked of like my- I had a baby toupee on when I was born. Ella looked she had the her hair in the middle, like down the the strip of her middle of her head grew in first. So it looked like she just had this little comb over. It's like oh, for she's a, while. Had a little baby mohawk. It, it was very cute. Yes. And now she's getting like curly hair, which hair I love. Gorgeous. I love the color. Dude, I don't know where she got it from, but I will love her secret. I'd love to just, I'm going to take her to my hairstylist and be like, can you make my hair look like this? It's so pretty. It's a strawberry blonde. Yeah. yeah. But Tommy and I were both white blonde oh, when really? we were little. And so I expected her to have really blonde hair. I don't know where this came from. I like it. Well, more mysterious was the death of a 26-year-old Iowan who, after heading to his room fell on his bed in apparent seizures. D Magazine reported that a note found in the room read, I got the wrong bottle. Love to all. More sinister, in the restroom, a bottle was found labeled poison, with about a third of its contents consumed. What, what do, you, do you think the story is like, What do you think this is? If, was it a dare where there's like two or three bottles and you had to pick one and then, okay, well, if you get the one that says poison, you have to drink it. I, man, I've thought a lot about this, honestly, because it, it's, it's stuck with me like a scene out of a movie or yes. something. I got the wrong bottle. I Love got the wrong all. bottle. I feel, I think this may have been a suicide mm. because if you have the time and wherewithal to write a note, yeah, pick up the phone and call for help, like, yeah. go down to the Poison lobby. Control. Yeah, or or call the. They would have staff doctors on site at hotels a lot of times back then mm-hmm. too. So I feel like maybe, or maybe he was poisoned and someone else in the room wrote the note. Ooh, mm. I don't know. Back then, I'm telling you, you could commit all sorts of crimes and get away with it because nobody catch could catch you. No, I like that someone labeled the bottle poison though. I bet it had a little skull and crossbones. Ooh, yeah. Mr. Yuck. <laughs> Did you have those stickers on things when you were little? Uh, I remember always seeing, <laughs> I remember seeing uh, one of those after school specials where they say, if there's bottles under, you know, with Mr. Yuck on it, don't eat it or don't drink it. And I looked at our bottles and they didn't have any of them on there. And I asked my mom, why isn't there any labels on these? And she goes, if it's under the sink, don't drink it. Well, that's and it was good just, advice. <laughs> it's just wholesale. Why would you drink that? Like, I don't know. Because like, I'm are you stupid because kids are dumb no. or they don't know any better. Well, we did have those little stickers all over stuff under oh. the sink. Was it special stickers you had to add afterwards? Yeah, they were like oh, okay. little stickers that had a cartoon Blech green face. face with like X eyes and he's going, Bleh. yeah, yeah. So you knew. Well, because a kid looks and sees a bright blue liquid in a Windex bottle that looks fun like juice mm-hmm. or something but then if you see a little sticker with that little guy right. then you know not to drink it it's gonna make you throw up mm-hmm. also what if you don't keep your stuff under the sink mm. what if it's out on the counter yeah like when Ella brought me a thing of OxyClean the other day oh, she got a hold of it <laughs> it was a stain stick and I was like can I have that back please this is not yours no well in the summer of 1940 a fire broke out on the 11th floor of the hotel Horrified onlookers below watched as a 50-year-old man inside the room screamed from his window. D Magazine included quotes from the original report in which the victim pled to those watching below. Please, someone save me. He then leapt from his window to his death as his head hit the hotel's marquee sign. People, there were arguments whether he fell out of the window or jumped out of the window. Hmm. But the fire was only in his room? I believe that is correct. Well, on the 11th floor. 
how would it only have been in his room? I don't think it was. Oh, you said on the. I thought you meant only on his in his room on the eleventh. No, no, floor. no, just on the eleventh floor uh, in general. Yeah, there was yeah. a fire. I think he couldn't get out of his door. Yeah, I mean, either way, fall or jump. Not a good way to yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, but what also, was the other 11th, alternative? Well, the eleventh floor too. I don't think you'd make it out. No, that's a. It's too high. Yeah, it's too high. In 1959, the body of a sex worker was discovered in a garden area of the hotel. She had been a guest of the hotel. After an extensive police investigation, a career criminal named Willie Philpot finally confessed. D Magazine outlined his many crimes, including beating an 18-year-old woman at a nearby building, the rape and murder of a 10-year-old girl in the East Texas town of Longview, and the beating of several men in both the North Texas town of Sherman and the state of Alabama. Apparently, Philpot, an employee of the hotel, provided the victim with room service several times over the course of the day when they began to chat. He felt overcome with an urge during their interaction and strangled the young woman, then tossed her out the window and returned to work. Yeah, he said he just sat there and his hands felt fidgety and like he had to strangle her. Yeah, he said she offered him whiskey and he went in and I think back then that wasn't uncommon. You would just just invite... Be friendly. Yeah, and... He uh, went in and the urge hit and he said, sure. But you know what? He went back to work. Yeah. (laughs) He was able to just compartmentalize that. That's horrifying. And go right back to work. That's totally horrifying. And toss her out the window just like trash. It's terrible. In 1963, nightclub owner Jack Ruby was a regular around the lobby of the Adolphus Hotel. Walking around fast and distributing free passes to his burlesque club, the Carousel Club, located across the street. In February of 1963, months before he would fatally shoot Lee Harvey Oswald in the gut in the basement of Dallas Police Headquarters, Ruby was arrested at the Adolphus. According to police reports and documents from the Warren Commission investigation, around 11 p.m., Ruby was in the Burgundy Room, a bar on the ground floor of the Adolphus, when he got into a fistfight with another man for, quote, no apparent reason. No, Jack Ruby was like a weird uh, reading about him. I got down this rabbit hole of a woman because, you know, around the JFK anniversary every year, you'll see like um, smaller town newspapers be like, this is the our connection or whatever. And a woman from I want to say Little Rock had gone to University of Texas uh, or she had been accepted to the University of Texas back then, back in the early 60s, and had gone and stayed at the Adolphus with her mom, run into Jack Ruby, and he basically became fixated on her and became obsessed with her. And she ended up saying, he said, you can make so much money, just dance with Fermi at my club. And she said, no, I'm going to college, leave me alone. She went to U- UT, and he would keep in touch with her. He would write her letters, he would call her, and she said he was like a gentleman he was really nice and that but a persistent stalker but sounds definitely like. a persistent stalker so when she graduated and moved to dallas he he again she said it was weird because he was clearly fixated on her and was like there's no other girls like you no other women are like you but she said he didn't like grope her or hit on her or ever try to do anything untoward and one of the main things that got her roped into the post assassination situation was that he got jack ruby got this woman an interview with H.L. Hunt, who is a Texas oil magnate, the rich Hunt Oil Hunt family. There's a Margaret Hunt Hill Bridge. They're a very, very wealthy family. He, Jack Ruby, got this woman an interview with H.L. Hunt. So she went from his nightclub to H.L. Hunt, did the interview, came back and told him how it went and went about her business. Well, 
in the investigation, the post JFK uh, investigation, the Warren Commission looked into whether H.L. Hunt had paid Jack Ruby to shoot Lee Harvey Oswald as some part of this financial Texas cabal, like maybe H.L. Hunt was friends with LBJ mm. and they were in cahoots. And so H.L. Hunt was paid this woman and used her as like a mule mm. to transport money. And she said, no, I was just trying to get a job. <laughs> it was just a job interview. <laughs> but it was in this. I went down this whole Warren Commission rabbit hole of kind of the ways that the small ways that. They were trying to connect Jack Ruby to something. He had a lot of mafia ties yes. also. A yeah. lot of organized crime stuff went down. At there the was, carousel. it is now um, called uh, the Nines in Deep Ellum. Yeah. Before that, it was a club called the Ruby Room. Mm-hmm. And there were pictures, black and white photos of Jack Ruby all over the place. So he's also become this storied figure. Like icon. This fast talking club owner, kind of out of like. Um, uh, Goodfellas type mm-hmm. of situation, which is one of my favorite films. Oh, really? Yeah, I imagine he told a lot of women, "You're you, you're you should come dance for me. You're the best thing that's ever happened." Yeah, you're special. You're not like the others. Yeah. Well, the day of JFK's assassination, the president's motorcade passed right by the Adolphus as cheering fans and onlookers crowded the sidewalk for a chance to wave at JFK. Jim O'Kane has been studying the JFK assassination for decades and interviewed Chris Olson, the former owner of the Burgundy Room, as well as the King's Club, another nightclub which was once located on the hotel's sixth floor. Olson was there on the day of the JFK assassination and recalled in his interview with O'Kane how he had a gut feeling before seeing the president that he didn't like him very much. But as JFK passed by, smiling and waving, Olson thought, He seems like a nice man. He's got a pretty wife. They both seem really happy. I could like that guy. It was moments later that Olson walked into the downstairs bar of the Adolphus, where TV reporters were already announcing that the president had been shot. Yeah, the Adolphus is not very far from no. the Grassy Knoll shooting area. I'm sure you could hear the gunshot. Yeah, maybe, yeah. From, from there. Well, decades later, tragedy struck again. On New Year's Eve in 2012, hotel employees made an unfortunate discovery. In room 1809, they found the body of a 28-year-old recently married insurance broker from Dallas. He had gone to the hotel to celebrate New Year's. According to the Dallas Observer, when police investigated his room, they found no sign of trauma. A cause of death was never reported in the news. I tried looking it up and following up on what happened. and They've never said that if anyone else was in the room or if, or if was... there were any like drugs or alcohol in the room. So... It's kind of mysterious, but Tight-lipped. maybe also something that the family didn't want reported public. Yeah, definitely. What room did we stay in when we were there? 1805? Because what is the Stephen King room? Oh, 1408. 14, we were in 1406. Oh, we, were, we were 1406. Yeah. Okay. The elevators have also been the sites of repeated deaths from severed heads to employees plummeting to their demise. People in more modern times have reported being stuck in the elevator for long stretches. Is this due to standard elevator issues or are the glitches caused by the restless spirits whose lives suddenly ended? There were so many elevator accidents. I didn't want us to list them all because it was very tedious. The elevators look like the original elevators from when the hotel was built. Solid wood and mirrors. They are very small. They're like a tiny little closet. Mm -hmm. They're not not a bit. You could fit... Three. I would say shoulder to shoulder, three people across, two people deep. Yeah, it, they're pretty small. Um, do they feel sturdy? 
not the sturdiest. No, there's some there's some squeaking and some clanking. <laughs> we also remember when we got on and the woman was like, we're like, we tried to step on, then we go, oh, this is going up, and we wanted to go she's down. Like, Get on the elevator. <laughs> she worked there, and she's like, no, but she was standing. In front of the door, and mm. we're both of us the whole time. We're just like, move out from the door. It could just slice you in half at any second. <laughs> no, she was just, she in just the stood there for like a minute, being like, "It doesn't matter. You just need to get on, because otherwise you're going to be waiting here, and you don't want to do that. So just get on and press the button." We're like, "All right, we'll do whatever. Just please get out from in between this elevator door." I felt like a hot tub time machine where he's got his arm in there, <laughs> like it's gonna. She's gonna get chopped. Yeah, she's gonna get chopped. Yes. Also, it seems like. When all these things were happening where someone would think the elevator was there and then they just fall into the shaft. There was one where the guy looked up to see if it was coming. And it chopped off his head. That's so were elevators different back then? I think it was the kind where it's the the gates closed, you know, like the classic. Right. So, yeah, I think so. And they weren't automated. And I think you couldn't hear them necessarily. Because it seems like. Because they had elevator operators back in the day. It seems like. If you, if an elevator opened in today, you would notice if there was no floor and not yeah. just step onto it. Unless you were super I mean, distracted. I think he had stuff in his arms. The one guy that stepped in, I think maybe he you didn't, didn't see it. Yeah, I mean, look down. People would be on their phone and not see it and and step down. Two people today almost didn't get off the elevator at the right stop going down to my base, going down to my uh, garage at work because they were on their phone. Yeah, they're on their phone. Um. If we often talk about if we ruled the world, what we would make illegal, Mm -hmm. people that get off the elevator or try to get on the elevator before the people on the elevator haven't stepped off. So annoying. How what what world did you grow up in? They think that's that's how you think this is done. It doesn't make any sense. No. Uh, uh, Ella's doctor who we're about to change. Honestly, maybe for this reason, you have to take all it's in Baylor. So you have to take all these elevators. Oh, God. And it's it stops on every freaking floor, and people always will just try to get on barge on. Yes, and I'm like, let us off. Give me two seconds. It's so it's so wild to me. I had someone the other day that was too deferential in that I got on and then she got on and then she was in front of me, like yeah. physically in front of me, and had bags in her arm and was in the way. And then when the doors opened, she tried to move back to let me go, but she was fully blocking the door. With her bags in her arm, which is fine. I'm, just get the fuck off the elevator. I was like, you need to just go. And she's like, oh, it, go, please. And I was like, no, no. You need to learn a lesson today. You're get, we're getting off. <laughs> did, she make, did she get off? Yeah, she had to get off. I was like, I can't get by you. And she was like, oh, okay. It would be one thing if she was staying on for another floor, but it was the end of the line. We were in the lobby. It was go time. You just get off. Oh, so she was getting off on that floor? Yeah. But was trying to be nice and let you go? Yes, but was blocking the door. That makes zero sense. That's what I said. Get off the elevator in the order that you got on it. It just, like, <laughs> I was first on, last off. That's yeah, what you do. Yeah. They're, yeah. Elevators aren't a place to be polite. It's a place to be efficient. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Man, same with shopping carts. You got I it. once yelled at a man at a Home Goods. <laughs> go. Like, because he was just like, <laughs> we were at a crossroads, and I'm like, just go. Somebody's got to go. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care which one of us does. Just fucking go. Yeah, nobody has time for this. (laughs) Well, in addition to the tales of death and injuries, the Adolphus is widely known to host spectral guests and paranormal occurrences. According to HauntedRooms.com, the most common complaints from hotel guests are of what sounds like someone 
or something, stomping outside of their rooms late at night. Guests have also reported hearing the unsettling sounds of piano music or that of a big band playing tunes from years before. What I call killing music. <laughs> I big band music or any like from that era, like the 20s through 40s type of music mm. gives me the heebie-jeebies like nothing else. Oh. It's I think I've talked about it before. It's so creepy to me. And if I just heard the faint melody of something like that. I'm getting scared. Stop. So, I would be scared. I would I would demand a refund. And let me, me go. Oh, it's so creepy. <laughs> In 2012, Dallas News interviewed concierge Drake Odgers, who summarized the hauntings as music drifting from unoccupied rooms, spectral photos and late night screams. Late Night Screams is fun. I'm on board with that That's... one. That just sounds like a fun like sitcom that's coming to NBC. <laughs> Late Night Screams on NBC. <laughs> yeah, I knew it's Jimmy about a Fallon haunted hotel. Special. What's that? It's about a haunted oh, hotel. Oh, I like it. Yeah. But music drifting from unoccupied rooms, I'm out. Mm, I don't like that. tinkling of Unless piano. it's like Dre. <laughs> I've, been in a, I've been in a big 90s hip hop phase oh, really? lately. Yeah. yeah. I forgot how great Outcast is. Outcast is so good. Fuck, man. Their catalog is Amazing. epic. Amazing. Yeah. I think they're, you know, I feel like they get left off of like party playlists. You're like, no, you gotta, oh, include, you gotta include them. If you don't, if you are jaded and say, hey, y'all is like played out. No. No way. It can't be. If you listen to that and you don't get a little pep in your step, then you're dead inside. <laughs> I was rocking out in my car the other day to hey, y'all. It just gets in you. Yeah. It's in your blood. Oh, man. That video is so good, too. It is. It's very good. Well, hauntedrooms.com also reports that staff members working the overnight shift and guests milling about the hotel after sundown often report feeling as if they are being watched or followed. No human culprit is ever caught, and frequently, a nearby door or window will suddenly slam shut. That's also freaky. A door Doors opening or closing. Yeah. Ugh. Creepy. Yes, especially, especially like the slow open mm, in a movie. Or like a slam. <laughs> or especially if you think something or someone is behind you and then you, by the time you turn to look. Yeah, I, I often have the feeling like I'm being watched. When? Just places. Just all the time. Yeah, sometimes in my house. Okay. But then I'll think, well, is this in my head because I'm like walking around by myself and it's at night mm -hmm. and I'm already like predisposed creeped out yeah or is this really something Ooh. who's to say i don't know i don't have an answer whenever we were when i was i say we because you came with me when i was house shopping last year oh there were yes that one house that we yeah. went to there was a house about three or four blocks from my current house that had not been updated it was a lot of dark wood and dark paneling a lot and the energy was just very oppressive yeah and it felt like someone was like get the fuck out of my house yeah. it just felt really weird that, that house was and you had walked in the other room and you said because you brought ella and you said well she immediately started screaming in this other room so probably not a good sign and i had gone to the garage and i just had this feeling like someone died here yeah <laughs> in that back bedroom and there was also a really heavy feeling it was just very oppressive could I think have been all the goddamn wood just making <laughs> us feel like we're suffocating like, that, that was it was floor to ceiling wood and panel it was linoleum, everywhere like yeah. plasticky linoleum it wasn't even pretty wood no and it's like it hadn't been updated since probably it was built in the late 70s yeah and so it was one of those like oh, whoever started living here finished, finished living, here. living here yeah and i was like i don't want to be the next no, one no, I'm no, good. no 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 
One woman was a regular at the bistro in the hotel. According to Haunted Rooms, after her untimely death, her ghostly figure was seen walking into the bistro and taking a seat at her favorite table. That's the kind of ghost that is kind of on a loop, right? That's not... They said mm-hmm. that she wouldn't talk to anyone or acknowledge anyone, that she would they just... They probably don't know they've passed. Correct. And just walk in and go back to your yeah. same table. Walk in and go back to your same table. You're Yes, you're kind of stuck in limbo. She probably went to that bistro so she could get that fucking duck omelet. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Yeah, it was. We had a duck confit omelet. It was very good. I... Man, ducks are cute, but fuck, do they taste good. <laughs> a particularly elegant mirror original to the hotel hangs in the lavishly decorated lobby. Guests have reported that taking photos in the mirror sometimes revealed ghostly figures. We, we saw this, too. We took a photo in the mirror and wasn't... I think we have behind us is some drunk wedding guests. <laughs> there was a wedding going on, and it was clearly open bar. But that lady said, I've got so many tiny sombreros. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. What are we going to do with all these sombreros? I don't know. I want to know why you have sombreros. We overbought on the tiny sombreros. (laughs) Like, don't pass those out. People don't want those. You're like, this couldn't have been cheap to have your wedding here. No. Why? Why Why? are we having tiny sombreros? Why? (laughs) Unless, I don't know. Maybe. Crazy Aunt Doris. Yeah. Yes. She brings them to every event. I doubt the bride had that on her list. What is that on? Vision board. I think you should leave where he's like, maybe maybe you should get a bunch of fedoras. (laughs) She's like, my friends aren't going to buy your gangster movie props. (laughs) Did you guys want a thousand plastic meatballs? Yeah. Oh, that's so good. There have been other reports of a phantom bartender who, quote, works behind the bar well before opening. Cleaning staff and guests alike have also reported being touched by the spirits via a pat on the back or tap on the shoulder. According to the Big Book of Texas Ghost Stories, Dale Rust, a bartender at the Adolphus, was victim of a mischievous ghost who would rearrange beer bottles and tap Rust on the shoulder as he cleaned the bar. Man, if you get the ghost to clean for you, shit. Yeah. Also... I'd love a pat on the back sometimes. Just hey, a little good, encouragement. Good job. I'm always looking for somebody to pat me on the back. If it's a ghost, so be I'm it. not going to turn that away. You exactly. know what? Just because I can't see it doesn't mean I can't feel exactly. it. Exactly. Good vibes. Yeah. Good my vibes. heart feels it just because I can't see it. That sounds like a Hallmark Christmas movie where the guy is dead. <laughs> yeah. And he's a ghost. Oh, like the bartender the whole time is dead? The whole dead? time. Yeah. The most famous haunting in the Adolphus is supposedly a longtime residence of the 19th floor. According to legend, a bride-to-be found herself stood up on the night of her wedding when her groom didn't show to their planned nuptials set to be held in the 19th floor ballroom. She was devastated. According to Frightfine, the woman's body was found hanging a few feet from where she was due to say her vows. And now... A ghostly vision of a woman in white can be seen roaming the 19th floor, accompanied by the unsettling sounds of an early 1900s music box. Others report hearing her sobs are being followed back to their rooms by the figure after encountering her. That music box makes that me... Ding, 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 ding. I just got chills. <laughs> oh, golly. Music boxes are another... Also freaky. It's a trope. But it gets me every time, man, in a I horror always, movie. You always worry when you open the music box and the little ballerina is spinning, if at some point it's going to be like, ding, 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 and it starts... Or if it has the mirror in the music Ooh, box something. behind it, and then you're like watching it, and then you just see something, a shadow pass behind you, or something <laughs> appear in the mirror. God. You're going to have to watch The Office tonight. <laughs> I, oh, for sure. I was going to. I'm doing a rewatch. So. What season are you on? I'm on seven. Which one is that? Uh, it's where um, Pam is the office manager. Okay. 
and Nate, the Dwight, Dwight buys the building and he has Nate helping him. Okay. I was the one that I watched last night where they're taking the toilet paper and plying it in half. Yes. Like making it half. And then Pam's like, Stanley, maybe you could just pull a little bit off every time. And he said, do not tell me how to do my business. <laughs> the older I get, the more I relate to Stanley. Or he oh, said, st- I've always related to I Stanley. I in a lighthouse and I could push a button and fly off. It was that episode. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Well, video posted to YouTube by Aristotle K shows strange occurrences on the 19th floor. The elevator doors are opening and closing in quick succession, with no one inside any of them. Meanwhile, a phone on the small table in the elevator landing begins ringing incessantly. One commenter on the video claimed, I went there two days ago and only stayed one night. I saw a lady in white about 3 a.m. in the upper mezzanine grand ballroom with the painted murals and the piano. The hairs on the back of my neck stood up. Unbelievable. I could not sleep. I will not be staying there again. I watched this video. What's it's like two probably nineteen twenty year old guys videoing it, and then their dad just standing in the background like, "Nope, not getting, <laughs> not touching this one." Gary's not but fucking the, around the whole time. I'm like, answer the phone. Yeah, I mean, oh, uh, I I don't know why they didn't. What if it's on the other line? She's like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, man. But also, you couldn't really tell. It didn't seem like one of their friends was in the elevator, but like the way it was I don't shot, think you'd be able to hide because there's yeah, so little you, and there's mirrors. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was weird. Um, but it's a, it's a fun watch. If we'll you, put it in the show notes. If you go to, yeah, just go to our Also, show it's notes. Aristotle K. I was like Aristotelic, but you're smart and read it the right <laughs> I way. I had to read it a few okay. times before. <laughs> the first time I was like, Aristotelic? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like... Oh, that's Aristotle. How do you okay. pronounce Chipotle? <laughs> Chipotle. <laughs> Aristotle. Reviews on TripAdvisor are mixed. While some complain of no ghosts whatsoever, another review is titled Ghosts All Around. <laughs> but it does not elaborate. And how do you not elaborate on It just that? says ghosts all around in the title. And then, and then one star. In the, in the bottom. No, it's like four stars or five stars. And in the body, it's like the breakfast was good. The shower pressure was nice. Great hotel. <laughs> Never mentions the ghost. Nope. It just says it. Maybe it was written by the ghost. <laughs> well, another says. Pretty sure I saw a ghost. But again, does not elaborate on their camera. No, I think that one, that's the only line of it. It just is pretty sure I saw a ghost. Someone Three stars. follow up. We need a manager to follow up on these. <laughs> they do. They respond to like every one of them. Except those. They're no, just they like, respond. what happened? The you enjoyed your stay. Was he like, oh, can you tell us about the ghost? The, this is what they always say. The director of public relations for the hotel replied to the review, saying, The only spirits found here are the spirit of hospitality and those you'll find in a bottle. (laughs) One review on Foursquare complains of a... A band playing late into the evening somewhere in the hotel. With the reviewer reporting that he stayed in room 1916. Oh, the 19th floor. The, uh, that's a pretty clever response. The the only, you know that you know they were like they had a meeting about how do we how, how do we how do we where are, where's our PR team <laughs> we need we need help. to nail this down <laughs> good God a writer with Exo Jane Louise Hong stayed at the Adolphus during a creepy road trip she took one of her family members reported taking photos of a large painting featuring an elegant woman and a small dog. When he took multiple photos of the dog, the pup's face seemed to change expressions from photo to photo. 
In one photo, the dog showed a neutral face. In the next, the dog's face appeared to be snarling or angry. And she put these photos on her article. We'll link it in the show notes. And it does look like the dog's face goes from huh to We looked for this picture. We asked about it. We even asked the concierge who pointed us in a direction of where he said it was. And we ended up just walking around this uh, several restaurants and bar areas. Yeah. And then we just and, stopped at the bar. Yeah. And then we just said, F it. But... We didn't see it. No. I don't know. I don't know it if it's be. still there. If it's been taken down. It was pretty substantial. It was pretty big. Maybe that's uh, maybe too many reports. They had to hide it. Yeah, they had to put it away. They're hiding it. Or the dog and lady have morphed into a different painting. <laughs> there was a painting. Of maybe a, we were looking right at it and we didn't even know. A guy and a pheasant. So maybe the dog <laughs> became. Maybe that was it. God, now, now we know. Well, we decided to see for ourselves just how haunted this local legend really was. And on Friday, November 8, 2019, we checked in, didn't we, Heather? We did. And we checked out. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I always have a notebook with me, and I brought my notebook. I beat Christy there because my office is very close. So I work in uptown Dallas and the hotels in downtown Dallas. And I'd like to just read to you. What I was writing alone. So I was journaling about something unrelated. Go ahead. So I started in the bar. The Adolphus Hotel Bar, 5.59 p.m. While I was finishing the last sentence above, I heard a sound in the hotel room. It was a male voice saying, ah, as if he had just finished a drink. It was as clear as someone standing beside me. It was not the AC unit because about 10 or 15 minutes earlier, I had changed the thermostat from 68 degrees to 72 degrees and heard the machinations of the heat kick on. I was thinking how quiet and still the room was when that sound occurred. As soon as I heard the, ah, I stood up, dropped my pen and felt distinct goosebumps wrap around the back of my scalp and down my neck. I texted Christy right away and walked around the room. I walked into the restroom and was startled by my own reflection in the magnification mirror in the bathroom. I was so uncomfortable, I got my purse and phone and left the room. I waited in the elevator landing with a wealthy couple. The woman wore a brilliant blue peacoat, and the man had cropped red hair. Charles will be jealous of when Tony takes the Lexus, the woman said. The elevator doors opened to reveal two other couples wedged against the back walls. I stepped on last, and the doors nearly closed onto my body. I clutched my notebook and purse to my chest as the woman in the blue coat's husband said, You really jumped on there, didn't you? I said, It's okay. Nobody's died on these elevators in a bunch of years. Another man in the elevator said, You know why? Because there are spirits in here. I said, Yeah, the spirits of all the people who died in these elevators over the years. Folks get beheaded, and they fall on the elevator shafts. All kinds of horrible stuff. The elevator fell silent, and we hit the lobby. Well, uh, you folks have a good night, I said, and then stepped off. So, that was my horrifying experience. I text Christy, oh my God, there's a ghost in the room. I'm freaking out. And what was my immediate response? It was probably the air conditioner. <laughs> And, and I said, no. And Heather was very adamant. It was not. It was not the air conditioner. I was too scared. I went and sat in the lobby for like 45 minutes until you got there. So I arrive. I did not know about the champagne. So I just went up the escalator <laughs> to meet Heather at the bar. And I had my bags with me. So I said, let's go up to the room so I can drop my bags off before we go ghost hunting. We get into the room. Heather is recounting what just happened doing her full reenactment she takes me over to the desk where she had been writing when she heard the the male voice 
I was in the middle of a sentence. She's in the middle of a sentence, and all of a sudden we hear, <sighs> and I go, Heather, was that the noise? Yes. She's like, yes. I go, the noise from this giant five-foot air conditioning vent <laughs> that's located directly next to this desk. Well, it sounded like it was right next to me. It is right next to you. <laughs> you were sitting literally so scared. half a foot from this. It wasn't even a tiny little vent. It's It was a stand. It's like if they... In most hotels, they have the AC unit just on the on ch- cheap hotels. Yes, on the ground. This was in, this was built in the into the wall, standing upright. So it was like five feet tall. <laughs> but I was like, "It's not a ghost. It's the AC." I will say though, for such an expensive hotel, it was the loudest air conditioning so loud unit. all night, and it would come on all the time. Shh. We we got used to it, so it didn't bother us. Also, or- just so all of you know that, and you know, I would think by now we're you know almost an hour into this. This is obviously not a sponsored review because we're just telling you exactly. It's not like we're like, oh, the Adolphus was so nice. You guys should all go stay there. <laughs> Advertisement. We're like, we paid full bill to stay there. And let me tell you how oh, we for feel. for sure. 100%. <laughs> we will tell you how we feel about I would this. love it. I would love if the Adolphus contacted us and was like, hey, we'd love to comp your room for a, a no. review. Happily do it. Because that was a chunk of change that I have not spent in a minute. For sure. For sure. So I was very sure that that was the the sound was a ghost, and you thought I was quite insane. But I did. Ma- I was. I was also disappointed. Well, I, I know. wanted there to be a ghost in our room. Well, it sounded like he just cracked open a beer. That's what I said. I was and was a enjoying nice, a nice just cocktail, a nice evening. We could have had a nightcap with him. Do you believe that there could have been a, a ghost who then ran away when you got there? No, I think. Okay. I mean, if you hadn't told me that's the noise it, it made, fully was the air conditioner. Then. Maybe, but, but I ran around the corner. I was like, ah! and it was my own face in the mirror. <laughs> but it was like within two minutes of me being in that room, the noise happened. So yeah. I was like, I had gone well, back. Clearly, up. this this is a thing that happens regularly. And I went back up to maybe I must have gotten my purse. Oh no, I, I think I left the champagne up there, and I went back up to get it. And I got in the elevator with the maintenance man who had you know a work shirt with the name of the hotel on it. And I said, "So you work here?" And he said, "Yeah." And I said, "Do you ever see anything freaky?" And he said. No, but maybe someday. You never know. And then when I saw a bellboy on my way back down after I got my champagne, I said, how long you worked here? He said, oh, about three weeks. I said, oh, you like it? He said, you know, it's pretty nice. And I said, have you ever seen anything freaky? And he said, yeah, you know, hotels like this, you know, for the most part, it weeds them out. But sometimes, man, you open the door and you don't know what people are wearing or not wearing. And I said, oh, I, I meant like a ghost. <laughs> and he said, oh, no, not yet, but maybe someday. I was like, you sons of bitches, you've been coached to say that shit. <laughs> yeah. All of y'all. That's like freaky. Team. Freaky to them means something different than. For sure. If you work in a hotel, you yeah. see all kinds of shit. Oh, I bet you see For so much sure. stuff. The maids and everything. Yeah. So wait a second. You heard the ghost noise. I went back up for the champagne. <laughs> So it couldn't have been that scary. Well, I really wanted that. You had to have known on some level it was the air conditioner. It really did feel. I had that full. It's because the air conditioner kicked on. No, it was the heater. You got chills on your neck. From 68 to 72. So it was going up. It was the heat coming on. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, everyone said, no, not yet, but maybe. uh, Yeah, we asked the bartender. He'd worked there for 20 plus years. And he said, no, I wouldn't work here anymore if I had. Then we had read on TripAdvisor from someone that stayed there not too long ago that if you went and asked the concierge for a ghost tour, they yes. would oblige. So we went and asked the concierge 
And we just awkwardly walked up to him and he just kind of stood there looking at us. Like, I believe what are these two ladies about to ask aloud to you? I said, that guy looks like he's well dressed. Let's ask him because we were looking for the dog painting. Yeah. Yeah. And so we walked up and he said, I heard it's true that if we ask you for a ghost tour that you'll give it to us. And he said about four years ago, that would have been true. Now we do a general history of the hotel kind of tour. And we said, no, thanks. Nah. He goes, there's been a lot of accidents at that hotel. Very accident prone. And we said, oh, really? He did say that. He, said, he said, well, I can tell you that the hotel goes, is a bit accident prone. He goes, yeah, a chauffeur got shot in the head at point blank range right out there. And he pointed at the valet stand. We said, that's not an accident. That's no. a straight up murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. An accident would have been like uh, a gun fell out of somebody's pocket and just hit this man in the head. No. no. Somebody came up to him. And the story with that was like. There was beef between that chauffeur driver and another chauffeur driver, yeah. and so they were having like a union argument. But again, not an accident. That's yeah, a murder. and the That's a the, hit. the concierge also said um, when they had the renovations back in 2016, part of their rebranding and everything was to just kind of brush under the rug all of the storied paranormal past and there used to be a hotel there was a website that was called adolphushotelghost.com that was kind of a fun hiss but they took that shit down mm. i think because marriott they me, own adolphus now yeah they have like a licensing agreement so they put their label on it but the autograph collection for marriott's mm-hmm. is usually these adolphus-esque properties where it's a historical hotel in a city that marriott comes in and marriott will come in and put their kind of stamp on it and then you can use their app and you get marriott points and stuff like that so i kind of see why they would want to distance themselves but allegedly the all the uh store the promises of possible ghost uh conversations with the staff we got shot down but that did not stop us no we were not deterred no we in fact went to the 19th we did and i had my pendulum with me christy what's a pendulum a pendulum is a well there's different kinds mine is um adventuring crystal and you it detects energy you i've often used it to determine like yes or no questions i i always ask it yes or no questions i'll hold it over my hand it's um and we'll post a picture of it and we also have video of this that we're going to put on our patreon um it has like a silver chain and then at the end is uh, the um pendulum crystal crystal i hold it over my hand and i have it be still and then i ask some establishing questions that are yes or no like you said did you did i have steak for dinner yes and And then then, you said did i have red wine for dinner whichever way it turns we know that's how it's communicating yes or no so based on because we knew that you had fish for dinner Mm -hmm. whichever way it went counterclockwise we knew okay this is how it's answering no so then we went to the 19th floor and we asked are there any spirits here with us and it it shook. went clockwise yes we said yes there is we asked what was really interesting we said are you a female and it didn't answer mm-hmm. and then we said are you a male and it or no it's it said no and then we said are you a male it said no so it was like it's Mixed. disembodied yes it yeah. doesn't have it's kind of just um it doesn't it's it shed its human body it's just a, a form at a this spirit point. yeah or a demon it could have been it was nice though we did say um are you here in peace and it said yes yes i believe we asked if it was the bride it said no uh-huh. 
But we went into several other rooms and, and we went into the what was the ballroom mm-hmm. where that would have been. And it, we f- contacted um, something there also. Mm-hmm. So it was very interesting. The last time I was there in 2016, I also went to the 19th floor. What happened? But it was not open for business and it was being renovated. You snuck in. I Literally snuck in by crawling under a piece of plywood on the elevator when the doors opened. There was plywood blocking the 19th floor entrance. You knocked it down? Well, there was, you could like, obviously, because workers probably had to get in there. Um, My friends that we were there together went in and we also said, is anyone here with us? And from another room, which is now that it's been renovated, the electrical room. We um, a light switch flipped on and the light Ooh. came on. So, seen activity, felt activity twice now on the 19th floor of the Adolphus. Mm-hmm. We wanted to stay on the 19th floor. They said there weren't any rooms, but then we saw two rooms. Well, and I think they're like very nice suites. Yeah, they're probably. So for what we, we were like, what is the cheapest possible room we can stay <laughs> yeah. there? Is there a room closet we could rent? Right. And they said for the type of room we were in, which was sort of the standard one, they are, they're not on the 19th floor. But the 19th floor now, you can obviously have weddings yeah. and receptions and parties and in stuff fact, there. In fact, that's ma- mainly what it was. It looked yeah. like it was being set and up for a wedding. And I bet there's like a bridal suite. So that's who will stay that's there. True. But my question is, is that why they want to distance themselves from the old murder suicide bad vibes dead bride kind of thing if you're trying to sell wedding packages not really a great thing to or be you like lean in and tap into the market that wants that good that's a good point you know? too. <laughs> i mean freaky people get married too you're like uh just so you know jessica had a string quartet at her wedding i had a fucking ghost at mine <laughs> yeah i mean how are you gonna top that a ghost string quartet come on fuck that's badass that's amazing well, all in all, we maybe found, maybe communicate with the ghost. We, I felt we, like we had a, a communication I felt on the like 19th we did. floor. Yeah. And then we, we had a very nice dinner. It was lovely. We, um, it was, sat it was at like bar. a team building. <laughs> I will say, um, I wanted a Miller Lite and I was, I turned to Heather and I go, I'm just trash. All I want is a Miller Lite. <laughs> I don't want a $14. Every cocktail drink. was $14 and had elderflower liqueur or something <laughs> yeah. in it. And then, but it didn't have it anywhere. But then all of a sudden Heather's like, that man over there has a Bud Light who also was like, this country boy that just stumbled like into the dolphins. He had struck oh, Texas or tea. Yes, he was an oil baron. I'm like, where did the fuck did he get this Bud Light? They're, they got a secret stash somewhere for yep. people just like us. If you're rich enough, people can get you whatever That's trash true. you want. That's true. I couldn't even drink the drink I ordered because... It had pickle juice. It was supposed to be pickle juice, I right? want. I, that's why I wanted it, but it had orange bitters and that... Oh man, it was it was not drinkable. It was kind of like a Cosmo looking kind of thing. Tasted like perfume, Oof. but worse. Yikes! Yeah, it wasn't wasn't great. I was drinking Spanish cava, which is like that sparkling white wine. It was good. It's always yeah. good. Good go to. Yeah, there it was. It was a scene. It was definitely a place to be seen. Yes, lots of good looking people. Lots of very well dressed people. Lots of. Um, Wedding, wedding guest and, yes. and, and women in mink coats. Oh, yeah. For the sure. French room is also there, which is a very famous, very high end Dallas restaurant. Fancy that's place. located there, too. Yes. yes. We ate at the bistro. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully at that ghost table. I think so. I think we are definitely at the ghost lady's oh, table. Well, so what do we think? Do we think? Well, first of all, it's I, haunted? Had, I had an experience. <laughs> 
I'm not letting you take it away. With the, I didn't take it away I'm from you. Kidding. The AC took it, was it away definitely from there, you. Sure. I definitely think that at least the 19th floor has that feeling because I think the pendulum was reacting when you were asking it and the video shows it and the video Mm -hmm. shows your hand is not moving. Um, No, I'm not moving it. I think, did you ask me, are you scared? Did I ask you, are you scared? I think you asked, are you scared? Or afterwards, maybe I was like, I wasn't scared because I was with you. (laughs) Oh, that's sweet. I don't remember, but maybe. Yeah, I was never scared. I didn't feel scared. No, I didn't feel like oppressive. It didn't feel scary. I I felt a little electricity on the 19th floor. Like there was something. And then you and I had walked around the corner. And when we came back, a girl and her dad were walking by. And the girl's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, it was just people. Oh, God. (laughs) So they were obviously up there for the same reason. You know, I wish the Adolphus would just lean into this yes. and go back to like being proud of it and it being like their thing and it's this fun history of Dallas because that's you don't have that we don't have no. that around here and, and that'd be very cool I think so and I think it's like the Driscoll in Austin is haunted yes. and they kind of lean into it of yeah. like their I think it's maybe their bar downstairs one of the two bars they're like oh maybe something will happen so I think it's good to lean into stuff like that and a pl- bunch of places in New Orleans are like that oh yeah where the bar they they sort of put it out there as a, a yeah you may see something it's a selling point yeah and I want to go to I love New Orleans I, I want to go so bad I want to go back Yes, I need to go back. I haven't been in a minute. But I think that there is definitely something on the 19th floor. And maybe the spirits, what if it's like a scenario where they're, the spirits that have been there the whole time have never left. Mm-hmm. And like the more the management tries to oppress them, the angrier they'll get. And then it's going to spew out in a Ghostbusters-like finale where... It's like a Winchester situation. Mm-hmm. It's all getting oppressed down in there. And mm-hmm. then psh, it's all going to... Could happen. Could have a stay puffed situation. <laughs> I would love that, frankly, if all of a sudden just a just, giant marshmallow was stomping around you downtown. just explode marshmallow everywhere. <laughs> I'd be very into that. I would imagine that I, I'm going to, here's my hot take, hot prediction. I don't know if it's a prediction as much as a hot fact. Every hotel or motel in the world has had someone die at it. Yeah, I'm gonna make that that and if, claim. And if it have just, no nothing to back that up, and if it got opened, that somebody will die there. <laughs> it's yeah. a new place. I mean, it's just it stands to reason, like just numbers wise, that that would happen. I think so. I think statistically, yeah, that sounds reasonable. And a lot of people go there because that's where they choose to end things. True. So you know that is that's one of the tragedies of hotels. Yeah. Yes, I know. To be a a, a maid at a hotel Oof. or. Um, delivering food or whatever. I'm sure that... Take you, your life in your hands. Yeah. Paris was a front... Uh, he was like the front desk clerk overnight shifts in college. And he said... At what hotel? It was at like the residence inn or the, it was like a comfort stay, like uh-huh. a longer term, like business people yeah. in Denton. And I, I had asked him the other day, I said, does it, you know, anything crazy happened? And he said that one time a guy just was asleep when he... Paris was like, I just left to get food. I said, you just left the hotel. He was like, yeah, you just locked the door. Like, you're... Sleep in the lobby? And then, yeah, the guy came back. It was like there was two sets of glass doors and one was always 
always unlocked. And the second one, you'd have to pay badge in. Like, you'd be in as, with your guest card. And the guy had made it through the first set and then obviously couldn't figure oh. out his for the second set He's and drunk, just fell probably. asleep. And so Paris recognized him as a guy that was staying there and got a luggage cart and just put his body on the luggage cart. What? And then pushed him up. And I guess his coworker was staying in the next room and he just knocked on the door and said, He's yours. So he was just passed out. He drunk? was really drunk. He said they were Dang. they were, had really thick Irish accents. Well, that's a stereotype. I well, it's he didn't. <laughs> you don't get to choose the things that happen to you. Well, let us know if you guys have stayed there. Yes, and what if you if you had any experiences? If you're the person that left the ghosts all around review, oh yes, or pretty sure I saw a ghost. <laughs> We'd love to hear from please you. Write in if you've ever worked at the Adolphus. Yes, love to hear your stories. Okay, please, this is a call. If you or someone you know has worked at the Adolphus, please message me and tell me if I'm not crazy that there is some kind of training going on that is making the employees say. If you say, have you seen a ghost? And they go, oh, not yet, but you I never bet it, know. I bet it was in some, like when manual. Marriott came in and they were like, this is something we're not going to talk about. Let's I mean, the concierge basically people. said that. Yeah. yeah. And and it's like, let's not shit on people for asking. Don't be like, no, there's no ghost here. And right. There's never been. Be like, oh. It's just something you don't uh, talk about. I don't know about it's that. It's like the affair your uncle had a few years back. <laughs> You're like, like, nobody brings it up We forget anymore. that time. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to think about that weird Christmas. Well, thanks so much to everyone for your iTunes reviews again that um, made this happen. We had asked for 500 and now... There's over 1,200, I think. We should make a new one that if we get 5,000 reviews, oh, gosh. we'll go to New Orleans. Oh, okay. Sure. So we're at like 1,200, and I think, right now. What's the time frame? If we get five, something by the end of... Uh, by, Next year? By the end like, of 2020? Yeah. No, by the end of 2020, it'll be like 10,000 reviews. Whoa. So if we get 5,000 by Memorial Day. When is that? May. Okay. Or it's a leap year. Maybe we do 5,000 by leap year. February? It's yeah, it'd be February. Oh, that's 29. just a few months. Well, get it'd on be it. Like twenty five hundred reviews in a three months. Dang. Memorial Day. What do you think? What's a reasonable Memorial Day's May? Yep. End of May. Well, if it's taken us almost two years to get twelve hundred, we're asking for double more than double that yes. in four months. Well, it's five going to months. New Orleans. It's a little bit more of a plan. We gotta take what off. What are we work. gonna we gotta have high stakes in New Orleans? What are we gonna do there? Like uh, above well, ground uh cemetery tour? Oh, for sure. Ghost I, I want to do that ghost tour I went on before. I want you to go on that. That was a really good legit one. And we'll uh, I think the I want to do a voodoo tour. We need to go to Marie Laveau's voodoo shop. Yes, I've been there. It's and great. then do uh and we'll do we could do like a whole month of uh, there's at least four different New Orleanian type of stories. Yeah. We'll do a month in New Orleans. Maybe ghost. we could find someone down there to do um, interviews with. Like oh, yeah. Oh, a witch. Yeah. Or something. Somebody. I don't know. So. Yeah. Okay. So Memorial Day is in May, you said? Yeah. So we're in almost December. December, January, February, March, April. So six months. Six if months. If we can get 5,000 5, reviews. We will go to New Orleans. We'll go to New Orleans. And then we'll do a month of New Orleans shows. Okay. Make it happen, you guys. You made this happen. I'm impressed. I am too, yes. Well, thank you again. Thank you all so very much for that duck confit omelet. (laughs) Sinisterhood will always remain free, but if you wish to donate to our Patreon to help offset the cost of making and hosting the show, you can visit Sinisterhood.com and click on Patreon in the top right corner. You'll get some sweet perks like Patreon-exclusive content, a Sinisterhood sticker, membership to our exclusive Patreon Facebook group, 
a special shout out on the show and a monthly bonus mini-sode. And make sure to stick around after our sign-offs to hear your shout-out. So many of you have been tagging us in photos of you sporting your sweet Sinisterhood merch. Keep those pictures coming. And if you want to get some cool Sinisterhood swag like t-shirts, mugs, totes, and even clothes for your kiddos, visit Sinisterhood.com and click on Shop in the top right corner. The best thing you can do to help us grow is like, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Looking for 5,000. you hit 5,000 reviews. <laughs> and please tell a friend who you think would like us to check us out. It means so much to us and really helps small podcasts like us get more exposure. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SinisterhoodPod and like us on Facebook at SinisterhoodChristy. Where are you at? I am on Twitter at Christy or GTFO and on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace. Heather? I'm on Twitter at MCK versus the world and on Instagram at Heather versus the world. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Mm, keep it creepy. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shout outs. Brittany H. Tracy Holland. Jillian Davis. Jamie Adams Bruce. Joey Whalen. Rebecca Bonomi. Lainey Martell. And Anne Caroline Soares. Thank you so much for supporting the show. We could not do it without you. Thanks so much. Keep it creepy. Sinister. Hood.